Well, it looks like you all hated me so much that you've given me this award for it. That it can be about the performance and not the politics. This moment is so much bigger than me. And I can't deny the fact that you like me right now. You like me. And thank all of you who voted for me and all of you who didn't, please excuse me. I deserve this, thank you. And welcome back to a very special episode of Academy Queens on Patreon. This is the Academy Queen pick of the class of 1956. I am Joey Gentili. As I stated earlier in an episode earlier this month, Brandon will be back next month. So this is the final Brandonless episode as he is still doing, getting his self together, his life together with his boyfriend. They moved across the country to Texas. Salute to you, sir. But I have not one, but two very special guests that I can see in front of me today. You guys can only hear us. One you've heard before. The other is an AQ virgin. Um, so let's start. Let's bring back who you've heard before from Fritz and the Oscars. The wonderful, wonderful write-ups he does, not only on his Twitter page, but his blog, and now an amazing set of movies. Yes, movies on the actress races. Seriously, grab yourself a bowl of popcorn and enjoy them. They are amazing. From the class of 2001, our good friend Fritz. Welcome back. Hi. <laughs> love that. Love that. It's so nice to have you back. Um, Seriously, I I always love going back and forth with you on Twitter, so it's nice to have you here. Um, and this time, I can see you. Yeah, that's that's great. I, I try not to say really so much uh, this time, but uh, I will probably fail. So I'm really happy to be here again. Really, really happy. You absolutely have this thing about the way that you seem to say too much, and I keep telling you, you need to say more. It's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. Um, but you are not our only German-infused guest today because we are, we are doing a double do doses, double dosage of Deutschland with the very first time on the show, a pretty good companion on Oscar Talk. He does really awesome quizzes to check those out. They're always fun. On Twitter, we have Christoph. Welcome to the show. Hi, Jerry. Thank you for having me as well. And you are so welcome. I know that we had talked about getting you on the show before we went on hiatus. And then, of course, we went on a hiatus for the main show. And I was like, ah, I got to get him on still. So here we are. I'm so sorry it's Brandonless. And so I'm sorry to disappoint you. But I'm sure that I will be. Oh, do you hear the cat? The cat's in the background. Um, I am so sure that I will be uh, wrangled in just as much with you two. And you guys have a step up from me because I don't speak German. And you guys can probably just talk all the shit you want. So go for it. But if we talk shit about you, we'll do it in English. <laughs> just as we do on Twitter all the time anyway. That is true. That is true. Um, Christoph, a, a question we always ask people who have never been on the show before, how did you find Academy Queens? Because you've been with us for a while. I have been with you since the 70s, and I'm fairly certain I found you on Twitter first and then checked uh, the episodes. There weren't that many at the time. I've been listening back to them, uh, been commenting on them as I binge listened them, and then somehow stuck around with you. Yes, you did. 
Any um, any big moments in the show stand out for you? I I, I think I've blocked out most of your worst offenses. <laughs> <laughs> it surely must have been something that you did. I, 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 I dimly remember some very outrageous things that you said about Liza Minnelli on the 1972 episode. So 72 was also the one I just thought about. Hey, I mean, the thing is, though, is that, like, I get it. I get it. She's an icon. She's a legend. She is the moment. Um, but I stand by that. Liza Minnelli played Liza Minnelli in Cabaret, and Diana Ross was right there. And I feel validated, yeah. though, because that was the first time Brandon and I also agreed on a Best Actress win, was Diana Ross. So. Yeah, but she, was, but, she, but she wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys both have Diana Ross as your winner that year? Liza Minnelli is the name. Yeah, I mean, Liza, Liza Minnelli, you, yeah. You're not, yeah, you pronounce it Liza. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Liza with a Z, not Liza with an S, because Liza with an S is Lisa. Um, I don't know if you guys have watched Halston on Netflix. I tried watching the first episode. I'm not too impressed, and I'm not too impressed with that Liza Minnelli, but people seem to love her, so whatever. Um, all right, guys. The class of 1956. Do you want to tell everyone how you decided on this? And I just kind of was like, are we there yet? <laughs> We just had a very orderly discussion, weighed pros and cons, and yes. after a very short deliberation, we ended up on 1956. Now, I would yeah, like... it, was, it, was, it was a civil compromise. And by civil, there were so many moments where I think we had a, a, a year picked, and then Chris Huff was like, I'm not revisiting those movies. <laughs> and we're like, all right, all right, that works, that works. Um, but you guys... I, I dimly remember a third person in the room just... With, with their arms crossed, saying, "Get together," <laughs> like a small kid. I want your best actress ways. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, because we were we were talking about doing picture director eighty two because Das Boot is in there, and I was like, no, like I mean, l listen, I'm about it, but I, no, I, who said no in this group? Was it Christoph? I. I, I suggested this, it twice. Yeah, I think this might have been me. Okay. I think I, I, I was the party pooper there. Well, which is fine, too, because, I mean, it's you two. We have to talk about actresses. But I was like, I love Das Boot. I got introduced to Das Boot at the age of nine. I think, yeah. I think I suggested a lot of different best actress races that, that Christoph then rejected. Yes. <laughs> but we settled on 56. We Yeah, we settled on 56. And... Christoph, since it's your first time with us, let's let's get started. Who do you think that Fritz and I are picking as this year's winners? Okay, for you, Joey, for lead, if you go anywhere else but Carol Baker, it would be a huge surprise. Supporting, I think, is wide open. I could see you go almost anywhere for supporting even Mercedes McCambridge, although I know you hate Giant, but somehow Dorothy Malone it's, seems like the most joyish of them all uh fritz for lead either ingrid bergman or deborah carr i got a feeling maybe deborah carr and for supporting i think i'm gonna say dorothy malone for you as well and fritz what are your guesses so for you joey it's difficult because i think 56 is a year with so many bad shit perf crazy performances <laughs> that would all fill your your criteria for joey picks um but i think you won't go for the 
obvious crazy choices. And I also think that you will pick um, Carol Baker for lead. And for supporting, I think you might go with Patty McCormick. I have a feeling you might like the, the killer child. <laughs> All right. And Christoph, I think for you lead Carol Baker as well. And for supporting, I actually have no idea. My guess is Eileen Heckard. So I'm going to start with Christoph. I, I don't know why for you, Catherine Hepburn is just speaking to me. There's something about it. Maybe I also see you as that old dame trying to get married. I don't know. Um, so I'm going to go with my gut feeling and say Catherine Hepburn for you. In uh, supporting, I mean, listen, this... This is a race for everyone, I feel, that we I think we can all be in agreement on that this is wide open in terms of who our personal winner is. I mean, you could surprise us and be like, Mildred Dunnock just gave the best supporting actress performance of all time, or you could be like, I agree with the Academy and say Dorothy Malone. So I'm just going to go with a curveball, and I'm going to say Mercedes McCambridge and her Texan accent just really sold you. I doubt it's going to happen, but I'm just going to say it. Why not? Um, Fritz, I know for sure you're not picking Nancy Kelly. I, that's, I'm, I know that's not coming from you. So I want to say you're actually going to go Deborah Carr. I agree with Kristoff there. I think Deborah Carr is right up your alley. Here we are in supporting. So I'm going to say you agree with the Academy and go Dorothy Malone. But... I, 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 am I so predictable? I don't, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm either predictable or not predictable, so you never know. Let's see. Let's see. You never know. All right, gentlemen, start your engines. We ready for this? And as a reminder, your Best Supporting Actress nominees were... Mildred Dunnick in Baby Doll, Eileen Heckard in The Bad Seed, Mercedes McCambridge in Giant, Patty McCormick in The Bad Seed, and Dorothy Malone in Written on the Wind. All right, let's start off with this year's winner, Dorothy Malone. She plays uh, Mary Lee Headley in Written on the Win. This is her sole nomination and win. Going into Oscar night, now, guys, remember, precursors uh, for the listeners were very different back then. They didn't really mean, mean anything, and they didn't always line up exactly, but th so this is what we've got. She is nominated at the Golden Globes for supporting, and she has a Laurel Award, which is no longer a thing. Uh, she wins there for supporting. In Written on the Wind... This bitch is so horny. This whole lineup is about horny women, and I'm here for it, pretty much. Well, not a, not the all, but with, between this and Baby Doll, it's a very horny year. I mean, even the Rainmaker, Catherine Hepburn is horny. Um, but uh, in again, uh, Dorothy plays Mary Lee, who is a woman on a mission to to fill all of her needs and holes. I'll just say that, and it literally drives. Her family wild. Her dad dies from her horniness. It starts all this drama, and she wins the Oscar. So, Kristoff, how do you feel about her? Let's talk. I think you could say a lot of things about Dorothy Malone's performance in the film, but there's one thing you cannot say about it. It is not a boring performance. She... I think you could either say that the performance is terrific or the performance is just too over the top, uh, but she really sinks her teeth into it and i think it's just exactly the right kind of performance that she needs to give for this material because written on the wind if you take her out of it it's quite a soap opera with a lot of emotions that uh you don't really don't 
don't necessarily make for a compelling film, but then just she is in there and she goes for high melodrama, maybe even high camp at times. She's just enjoying herself. She's stirring the pot. She's having a drink. She's she's looking for man. Um, early in the film, she's instigating almost a situation where men are brawling over her and she's clearly enjoying herself and she's glancing at the entire thing. And a little later in the film, she does pretty much a similar thing with somewhat higher stakes and she's still enjoying herself. And then right at the end, there's this great courtroom scene, which maybe doesn't really make a lot of sense, narratively speaking, but she's completely selling every moment she's doing right until the final scene when she's basically caressing the giant fellas that is standing on her desk. So she is, she, she is obviously having a lot of fun. She is taking, she, she is making a film that could have been very dull without her, just worth watching for what she does for seeing her enjoy herself. It's, it's, it's clearly the best thing about the entire film and I enjoy her a lot watching it. I'm going to go on that really quick just because he uh, sidelined everyone. He just has something come up, so no big. I'll start. Um, Dorothy Malone. I had only seen uh, pictures of Dorothy Malone in this movie. This movie is not, at least in the United States, you can't stream it anywhere. It's not, you can't, it's one of those films you can't just go to Amazon and be like, written on the wind and play. I had to become a pirate to watch this movie. And and Christoph is works for the government, so I I know I'm, I'm getting a no no. And listen, I get it, but it's not I I have to for some of this. Don't judge me; that's my business. So, um, I didn't know what this movie was going into it, and the fact that I this is at a time with oh, what was that um, what was that law like? You couldn't have certain things in movies. What was it called? Hayes Code. Yes, the Hayes Code. It, it's so funny to me with the Hayes Code because it's like normally during this time with the Hayes Code with women, women like her were punished in like death or like something bad happened. And she's just riding, I mean, no pun intended, but she is just riding the wave of her hoariness. And I say that with love because it's like, I feel her. <laughs> like, I get it. I, I had tweeted, I was like, I feel like Dorothy Malone was the catalyst for Samantha Jones and Sex in the City because that's I mean that's Kim Cattrall could do this role now but it would be so much like Samantha Jones it's crazy um I think she's having a lot of fun here and I think because of like you said uh Christoph that the film works because she's there like the film would be very boring if she was there I remember I had what maybe 45 minutes into the film I had messaged you guys and I'm like I don't know what this movie's about still and, <laughs> and Fritz just said it perfect low sperm count and then it just clicked because for some reason i just wasn't paying attention oh it was christoph hey thank you for that um you can cut into me by the way it's fine um there i just didn't find myself interested unless she was on screen so the screen presence is there it's fantastic and i think this is a lot of fun is this something that i want to see again maybe down the road but if i'm gonna watch this again it's literally for Dorothy Malone. And that is a testament to like making the best of what you have. So uh, the floor is yours, Mr. Fritz. Yeah. Um, sorry for that. I hope um, might get interrupted again because the phone just ringed. I think my parents called. Uh, nobody calls me all day and now everybody. You're fine. Um, so I basically agree with all that you said. Um, 
it's totally true that Dorothy Malone is what makes Written on the Wind. Um, it's a performance that, as Christoph said, can really only exist in this kind of movie and would be successful. Um, I, I thought, I don't know, in On the Waterfront, um, Lee J. Cobb's character could have a horny daughter who wants to go to bed with Marlon Brando, but imagine if Dorothy Malone's performance would be dropped into On the Waterfront. It would be, you would think, what the hell is she doing there? But in Witten on the Wind, it just totally works. I mean, you have um, Rock Hudson and Lauren Bacall, and they give very normal performances, just like they would give in every other movie. And that's why you are so bored watching them. Um, I also have to give credit to Robert Stack as her brother. I think he also gives the performance, the kind of performance that this movie needs. And these two are really the reason why you want to watch them. Um, do I think it's an all-time great performance? No. Um, I know that film Twitter, a lot of people are crazy about her. Um, I think she is effective and really elevates her material. Oh, that was really. Um, she's a little bit too over the top for me occasionally. I think in some the scenes, the way she wrinkles up her face or the drama at the courtroom scenes sometimes feels a little bit too much. Um, I also just want to add what the scene at the beginning when she and Rock Hudson are sitting in this car. I, it drives me crazy. Yeah, the way she drives, see how she spins that wheel right and left and right and left and how she's not going off the road. Um, but okay, I guess that's, I don't know if that's her fault, but I don't want to hold that against her. Um, yeah, I, I think she's really great. Um, I don't really think I have anything to add here. Um, Joey, I think you summarized her character perfectly. Her horniness basically kills everyone inside. <laughs> um, but she totally lives up to that. I'm, uh, at the beginning, I think Robert Stuck even talks about her character. So there's a lot of setup for her performance. And you kind of wait for her. And when she comes, Dorothy Malone does not disappoint. You have been listening to a clip from one of our Academy Queens bonus episodes. If you would like to hear all of this episode and the rest of our sensational bonus content, please prance on over to patreon.com slash academyqueens and join our queendom.